Welcome to The Workplace, the program about how to get into, get along, and get ahead at work, produced and presented by me, NND. It's the start of the autumn-winter 2023 season, and here on The Workplace, it's also AI season. Yes, we will be taking a deep dive into artificial intelligence and how it is affecting, impacting, shaping, and influencing work and workplaces. As we embark upon this new era that has begun, the age of AI, artificial intelligence, The Workplace radio program is here to accompany you as we chart the technology's development and explore critical insights on how it is all shaping the work landscape. In the main, we will be featuring AI, Who's Looking After Me, an exhibition by the Science Gallery London in collaboration with arts organization Future Everything, which brings together scientists, researchers, artists, academics, and other professionals, essentially taking an interdisciplinary approach to examining the impact of this technology on all aspects of our lives. But of course, here on The Workplace, our focus will be on the impact of AI on work and workplaces. In this, the first episode, we begin the season in conversation with Jennifer Wong, Head of Programming at Science Gallery London, who provides a background and overview of the exhibition, explaining its aims and why the timing of this exhibition is so important. Throughout the season, we will hear from contributors to the exhibition, highlighting aspects that correlate with the main themes of this program. As a quick reminder, here on The Workplace, we discuss all aspects of work and workplaces, with particular emphasis on health and well-being at work, women's advancement in the workplace, leadership and ethics, including the environment, art and artists, because Resonance FM is an arts radio station and because art is work, and the future of work. AI Who's Looking After Me is on at Science Gallery London until the 24th of January 2024. Please visit london.sciencegallery.com and futureeverything.org for more information. And to keep up with this and all the other work and workplace-related conversations that take place here on The Workplace, please connect with me using hashtag WorkplaceNND. AI season here on The Workplace was made possible with the generous support of ARC Club, the fabulous co-working space that is more than just a workspace. Please visit arc-club.com. That's A-R-C-club. arc-club.com. Jennifer, welcome to the workplace. Tell us a bit about yourself. I am head of programming at Science Gallery London, which is part of King's College London, based in London Bridge. And my background is in exhibition and event program curation and development. So Science Gallery London is quite unique within King's College London as a university-based gallery and the role of the gallery really is to grow new ideas across art, science and health. So we're part of the Guys Campus, which is a healthcare campus, but we speak to lots of different areas of university research and our role is really to bring together the community within King's with our local communities in Southwark and London. So as Head of Programming at Science Gallery London, My responsibility is to make sure that the public-facing exhibition and event programme is really interesting to our target audience, which is 18-25-year-olds who live, work or study in Southwark and Lambeth. And with the exhibition that I will be talking to you about, AI, who's looking after me, I worked closely with Irini Bapidimitri from Future Everything and others within the Science Gallery team to co-curate the exhibition and make sure it happens. Tell us what you intend to share with us today. Today, I would really love to talk to you about our current exhibition called AI Who's Looking After Me. 
how it came about, what it's really about, some of the key artists and researchers and projects that are featured within the season exhibition, and also a little bit about how the programming model at Science Gallery London brings together young people, artists, researchers, and professionals working in the AI space to create a compelling and interesting program that meets people where they are. The season exhibition is called AI, Who's Looking After Me? because we wanted to look at this technology AI through the lens of care and then we also wanted people to think about it in relation to their own lives and that's why it's kind of called who's looking after me because we wanted to position the individual in relation to the faceless bureaucratic technology of AI. Before we really get into the meat of things can you tell us what artificial intelligence is because this whole exhibition is about artificial intelligence what is it so artificial intelligence is a lot of things like at the moment people will be hearing about an aspect of ai such as large language models in all the headlines but actually it's a whole suite of computer science and technologies that are being developed but also have been in development since the mid 20th century and so what the exhibition is doing is giving people an insight into where AI is now and how it's intersecting with our lives today and where it might go in the near future. But what is it? So as part of the development of the exhibition, we worked quite closely with um, King's researchers. There's an AI institute here at King's to develop a glossary of terms like artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is the set of computational techniques needed for machines to exhibit behavior which, if exhibited by humans, would be described as intelligent. So nowadays, AI is often a really invisible part of our everyday lives. So from predictive text on our smartphones to the shopping recommendations you get online, it feels like it's pretty much everywhere. So give us the background and overview of the exhibition. And you already said a bit the aim, but tell us in more detail the aim of it and give us sort of like a general overview of what's in the exhibition. So the AI Who's Looking After Me exhibition is a collaboration with Future Everything, who are based in Manchester and they're an arts organisation whose work is very much at the intersection of art, science and technology and society. And what we're hoping the exhibition really does is look at this very fast, seemingly all-pervasive technology through the lens of care. And what we really wanted to do was bring together artists, researchers and young people to collectively interrogate what this technology is doing, where the key developments are, and through an artistic lens, really question and take a critical look at how this technology is unfolding in our lives today. And through the artistic lenses, specifically because Future Everything are an arts organisation. So Science Gallery London approached Future Everything to co-curate the exhibition and accompanying event programme because both organisations share similar values, both kind of future focused. We're really interested in this intersectional space between art, technology, science and society. It's very interesting and unique that there is the artistic perspective viewing the future through the lens of art and artists. That's quite unique. So the reason it's really important for us to kind of bring artists into this ongoing and very live conversation about how AI is being developed in society is because 
from the perspective of Science Gallery London and I'm sure from the perspective of Future Everything as well, artists play a pretty critical role asking questions that might not arise in, say, for example, Google or Microsoft or corporate kind of settings where this technology is being developed. And so the beauty of creating a, a really interdisciplinary program is that you get multiple perspectives on something that is affecting us all. And really, I think that makes for a really powerful program. I couldn't agree with you more, but is it possible for you to give us an example of the kind of uh, questions or the angle that artists would bring that people in tech and STEM and math just don't? To give people a concrete example, because we know society as a whole doesn't value the arts to the extent that it should. So what's a concrete example of what you are saying? I mean, there's a bunch in the exhibition, but the way in which, say, for example, one of the projects is called Autonomous Trap 001, and it's a, a video work by the artist James Bridal, where he has built his own self-driving car. And as the video unfolds, it's fairly short, it's like a minute and a half. But what he does is, because of the way self-driving cars work, the car ends up being trapped in a circle made of road markings, and it can't go anywhere. And I think this is quite a playful approach to thinking about how ordinary people can exercise their own agency in relation to technologies which often kind of are sold to us as products like self-driving cars but actually when you get into and under the hood of what's going on and beyond the sleek shiny surface there's actually getting to grips with the nuts and bolts of how this technology is being developed can help people kind of think in new ways about what this technology could be for us. So that's one example. Like another example is um, one of the other projects. So there's a project in the exhibition called Cap Royale by the artist collective Blast Theory, who are part of the Trusted Autonomous Systems Hub, which is a network of universities doing research kind of centered around ideas of trust and AI. And so thinking about the role of researchers and policymakers and those involved in building the technology at very early stages and their potential societal impacts further down the road is something that Cat Royale really does. So it poses the question, would you trust a robot to look after your pets? And it's a kind of video presentation of an experiment that actually happened earlier in the year where the artists worked with AI and a robot arm to try and create a, a kind of utopian environment for three cats and it's kind of like a thought experiment so through the installation it kind of makes you think about our domestic environments and the role of care in that environment in the example of like say for example pets and cat pet cats and really like makes people think about like how they themselves would feel in this kind of scenario and alongside that installation we have uh, actually some live research going on so there's a researcher called Kate Devlin at King's College London she's really interested in how people are feeling and thinking about the role of AI in caring situations so there's a live research survey that's alongside the artwork that asks questions like you know would you trust a robot to look after your granny and in some senses that might seem far-fetched but actually with the pace 
of development of AI, like um, there's potentially huge impacts of these technologies in really everyday situations. And this project, Cat Royale, and a number of other projects really like bring that to the fore. What I was trying to get at with honing in on artists is the examples you just set out there. Did we really need artists to bring these things to light? Couldn't math brains and science brains have come up with these formulations? What I'm trying to underscore, emphasize, is what are artists bringing to the table in the consideration of the development of AI that is unique? So I think the role of artists in these kind of creative collaborations is really important because I think artists can bring a lens which is perhaps underfamiliar or underutilized in kind of traditional research inquiry. And I think within the exhibition, there are projects that really highlight a different and more kind of critical way of engaging with what on the surface of it is quite a kind of black box technology. There's also, say for example, the Cat Royale installation. You respond to it, there's within the exhibition, there are a number of projects that use humor, that engage the emotions, that provoke curiosity in a way that a straightforward presentation of math or science just wouldn't. So if I could give you a snapshot of the exhibition, it spans two floors of the gallery. It really takes you through kind of different areas of life where AI is present and increasingly so. And it gives you a picture of the diversity of this technology and how it's really, it feels like it's kind of everywhere. So some works tackle AI in the healthcare sector, some works tackle AI in the environment and issues of like privacy and security especially around the smart assistant area. There are exhibits that deal with love and looking for love. And then there is a kind of area within the exhibition that kind of provides people with a more reflective opportunity to look at literature, find tools that tackle bias and other perspectives from across the world. The toolkit area is my favorite part of the exhibition. <laughs> Tell us now about the key participants and any other project aspects that you would like to highlight. You've told us quite a few, but if there's any other... Perhaps like one of the projects, which is called Between the Lines, would be a good one to highlight. So this is the project that is you know, provoking really deep and thoughtful conversations on the gallery floor because it deals with the potential for AI in kind of the justice system in this particular case, like the immigration system, to really flatten and erase individuals into statistics and what happens with those statistical kind of risk ratings. So that's a really rich collaboration between the artist Sarah Selby and a researcher here at King's called Carrie Hyde from the Monde, as well as somebody in the University of York. And I think this exhibit is particularly fascinating because what Sarah has been doing is capturing oral testimony from people in detention situations and she's encoding this testimony into DNA which is going to be integrated into ink which is going to be put into pens and then sent along with a letter to people involved in key decision making positions asking them to reflect on the impact of their decisions on individuals lives so I think this is another example of the power of art and artists 
to really approach a subject in a more human way, in a way that really makes you think through like the societal consequences and ramifications of technology. So the exhibition deals with the impact of AI on all aspects of our lives. But for the purposes of this program, of course, the workplace, we focus on work elements. So if you could extract bits of the exhibition that you would like to highlight for the purposes of this show, keep it work related. On the health and well-being at work theme, because where the gallery is situated on a hospital campus, I thought it might be worth highlighting some of the projects that deal with the role of AI in medical imaging. So there are two projects in the exhibition which bring together young people with lived experience of various health conditions. I'll just select the one where we brought together young people with lived experiences of cancer, researchers using medical imaging and the artist Sophie Layton. So during developmental workshops for the work, the group really explored this idea of care and what it meant from each of their perspectives. And then the kind of final work is on gallery, it's kind of set up like a, a, a mock waiting room. You see a curtain that is filled with the group's explorations of metaphors around care, both from their own perspective, but they also asked ChatGPT what it thought. And then there's a kind of immersive audio soundscape that you can listen to as you sit within this environment. So that's one to explore. And I think what's really interesting with that one is the way in which care for the group of young people will change as they kind of switch from juvenile care for cancer patients into kind of adult care and kind of ongoing care. And so a lot of the work kind of explores that kind of transition. In terms of art and artists, obviously this is an exhibition featuring a, a number of artworks. Perhaps one of the interesting works to highlight here is a work called What is Essence, which is a collaboration between a PhD student and a visual artist exploring some of the image generating tools like Stable Diffusion, Midjourney and Dali. And I guess the work is a meditation on how do we know something is what we think it is and how do machines see and how do we train them to see and what does that tell us about ourselves and essentially the data sets that the, the, these platforms are drawing on. It also raises a number of ethical questions about images used in training data sets and where they come from. A lot of them will come from artists who will never be credited for their work and so in this era of AI generated art there's a ton of ethical questions that need further unpacking. In terms of leadership and ethics, because the exhibition as a whole is looking at AI through the lens of care, there's quite a lot of ethical questions that the works explore. One of the works called Newly Forgotten Technologies by the artist Wesley Goatley is kind of thinking about that in relation to the environment. So Wesley's work presents a kind of immersive installation. It's a graveyard of smart devices like Alexas talking to each other about how they ended up in the dirt. I think there's a number of near future speculative fictions that you will hear if you enter the space and it really makes you think about the kind of resources and materiality that this technology really draws on that is often invisible to the kind of general end user because it's packaged up in this sleek shiny box and you don't actually think about where the 
individual component parts within that technology have come from or the energy required to train an algorithm. So that's something to look out for. And then in terms of the future of work, one of the artworks by an artist called Mimi Onuha is called The Future Is Here. And it really looks at the reality of crowdsourced data tagging. So a lot of what is used to train algorithms is images that need to be defined in terms of what they are by a human and this crowdsourced labor often is outsourced to places where labor is cheap so in this case like the global south and Mimi's work really highlights the physical locations of where this kind of work this tagging work is being done so that you'll see a lot of domestic environments living rooms bedrooms like all of that and it really makes you think again about the very unsleek, unshiny undersides of how this technology is being developed and if AIs are going to continue to develop at the pace it's developing, this kind of work is only going to increase and you know what are the ethics around that. In the toolkit area of the exhibition we feature a number of works, some are toolkits, some are publications and we're featuring the Intersectional AI Toolkit which is a series of zines that kind of touch on a feminist take on AI and the development of this kind of technology. Let's turn now to the prescience of this exhibition. Yeah, the timing of the show is pretty phenomenal. Uh, nobody could have predicted the release of ChatGPT. Uh, well, actually, actually, I thought maybe you all in the science world knew this was going to come out and then that's why you all planned this exhibition to be around now. Is that the inside track on the whole thing? Um, I wish. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so we, our shows take a, a little while to develop. So we've been developing the show for a number of years now. And I think what's interesting about everything that happened during the pandemic in terms of AI and healthcare and then GPT, it seems like everything has just accelerated and generated a ton of media headlines. And what we're really keen for the show to do is kind of enable people to have normal conversations that are not like hugely hype or hugely doom, but actually connect with the reality of the development of this technology. I want to explore a bit more the exhibition and the context of this development of AI finding its way into the general populace and workplaces. You know, I'm hearing authors are using it to help them develop plot lines. Students are using it to help them write essays. It's pervasive. It's now just like we use text or like how we started using the Internet or Word instead of typewriters and so on. So... If you could tell us a bit about this, particularly focusing on the significance of the convergence of students, artists, researchers, professionals, and so in producing and developing the exhibition and the importance of this for the future of work. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting, like in the development of the show, like we've been talking to academics, we've been talking to students, everybody in the university context is really worried and concerned about the use of large language models like ChatGPT and in how the work is done. I think this is to do with things that have been happening recently that you might have read about in the news. Giant figures in the history of AI like Jeffrey Hinton, the so-called godfather of AI, you have OpenAI Sam Altman and there was an open letter signed by a number of experts in the field expressing concern about the 
negative potential of AI technologies. The fact is there's not much, if any, regulation in place at the moment and the governance around how this technology is developed and regulated is very nascent. So there's quite a lot of concern from people about the future development of the technology. There's also a live research survey in the exhibition called the AI Doctor Will See You Now, which has been created by two radiologists which are at the front line of will AI take my job in the kind of healthcare sector. And what's been interesting is talking to the people who are using these technologies or developing the technologies and kind of hearing the difference between media assumptions and headlines and the reality of how the technology is unrolling. But it's kind of a really interesting time to bring a lot of different people together to reflect on how this technology is going to impact their own practice. So we've had a ton of really interesting discussions. And I think part of what the event program is trying to do is bring together more people who are working in the field with others in the UK, in the US, in the Global South, and, and just really trying to get a, a grip on the state of play with regards to how this technology is, is changing our lives now and in the near future. What is the average exhibition attendee? And by that I mean John or Jean, public, not academics and professionals and stuff. What is the average exhibition attendee meant to take away from a visit? I think the way in which we've interpreted the works within the exhibition, we're just asking a bunch of questions, really. This technology is um, seemingly everywhere and nowhere, and I hope that people coming to the show will come away with a better understanding of where the technology is in reality today, and a sense of the the everywhereness of it, and also a better sense of the kind of key critical questions that we need to be asking about this technology as it develops, and who, like a sense of who is involved in that thinking, so that they are able to have some kind of agency and even thinking about something like AI a bit more critically. Tell us anything else you'd like to share. So we're about to kick off the autumn events program as part of AI Who's Looking After Me program. You can find out more on our website which is london.sciencegallery.com or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at SciGalleryLun. I'd like to highlight two Friday lakes that are happening in October and November. You can come to a performance of Elsewhere in India which is a kind of VR DJ set exploring the potential of this technology in a kind of near future speculative scenario or you can try not to get hit by a self-driving car which is an interactive installation in our 17th of November Friday late. Jennifer Wong thanks so much for being with us here on the workplace to discuss AI who's looking after me. Thanks so much. And that's it for this episode of The Workplace, the program about how to get into, get along, and get ahead at work, produced and presented by me, NND. This was the start of the autumn-winter 2023 season, which is also AI season here on The Workplace. I was speaking with Jennifer Wong, Head of Programming at Science Gallery London, who introduced us to their current exhibition, AI, Who's Looking After Me. Jennifer explained the aims of the exhibition and why the timing of it is so important. Join me again next time when I'll be speaking with the artist and researcher Wesley Goatley about AI, work, and the environment. 
Over two episodes, we delve into his installation in AI Who's Looking After Me, which is titled Newly Forgotten Technologies. Wesley and I will be discussing AI in relation to issues of labor and the environment. My thanks to all those who have made this program possible, especially ARC Club, through whose generous support AI season here in the workplace has been realized. Please visit arc-club.com if you're after fabulous co-working space that is more than just a workspace. That's arc-club.com. arc-club.com. This program was first broadcast on Community Arts Radio Station Resonance 104.4 FM, which is a charity. Please support us at resonancefm.com forward slash donate and on Patreon. And to keep up with this and all the other work and workplace-related conversations that take place here on the workplace, please connect with me using hashtag WorkplaceNND. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure being in your company. Till next time, keep finding new and better ways to keep working. 